Something approaching a good evening to all of you. Uh, welcome to a somber edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined on this emergency pod by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Nothing. How is everybody doing? I'm uh, glowing today. Sure, everybody's really thrilled today. Everybody's having a great one. It's been a really great afternoon in the JMU fan base. Lots of, uh, you know, really exemplary behavior this afternoon, right? So, oh, people, nobody lost their cool at all. No, nobody lost their cool at all. No, right. No, nobody's, you know, furiously deleting. <laughs> no, no. So, Changing Twitter names, just going crazy. Right. So a couple of notes. Um, we're not sponsored tonight because we don't know what's going to come out of our mouths. And we are processing this along with all of you. Uh, we certainly, I, I don't know that we have our thoughts in order entirely. And given uh, Coach Houston's statement after practice today, not sure we even know what to what we're commenting on yet, um, but and I, I guess it would be fair to say that this we should we should give you a warning. This podcast may or may not contain adult content tonight, particularly <laughs> explicit language. We'll see. I, Rob said you said you were going to drink tea tonight, so it wasn't too much of a problem. I am. I, I've I've got a big big old JMU mug of chamomile tea. Nice, nice. <laughs> so I, I did uh, I did bust open an old bottle of Dark Hollow that I have. Oh, which oh felt very, uh, yes. Appropriate <laughs> to the, to the evening's discussion topics. No, that that's not a minor league beer. No, Whew. no, but I, I just started. So we'll see how long we go. Probably won't be as long as usual tonight. Um, yeah. anyways, well, before, yeah. before we, um, go ahead. I guess we should probably plug our new t-shirt that we partnered uh, with breaking tea on. That's right. The, the lock the gates. I would suggest that if you want to want to buy that one, um, <laughs> you might do that. ASAP. Um, I, I don't know. They're pretty good shirts. I, I can't think of any reason why you would hold off, but uh, <laughs> go ahead. I think it's breaking T slash JMUSB. I don't know. Hit the blog. I'm sure everybody's yeah. going there now. And let's be honest. We love Jamie. We love breaking T, but buy our shirts. It's much better luck for the Dukes. Yeah. So well, what a dagger, but they do have, they, I mean, it is bad timing because they're finally getting these from the bookstore, but um, plenty more good JMU shirts on the way from breaking T. Maybe this one was a little bit yes. bad luck though. It might have been. And I guess you could take it literally, right? If anybody in Harrisonburg literally wants to lock the gates yeah, to, to try to keep anyone in town, this is a good time to do it. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, look, I, before we get started, um, Rob, we, we talked about this a little bit today. I mean, Duke's first, Duke's last, Duke's always, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we're not here to go crazy. We're going to try to keep a level head about everything tonight. Hopefully be a little bit of a voice of reason, um, you know, for anybody that's known us for a while or been listening for a while, I think one of the things we're not, we're never arrogant about our place in the JMU sports universe, but this is probably one of the, one of the places that, I don't know, we like to think that this is a place we can, I, I don't know, it's a different medium, right? We're, we're not a reporter who needs access to the program. We don't have any, you know, ulterior motive. We don't have any other agenda. We're not angry fans. In fact, we started this whole project because we were tired of some of the negativity on the message boards. So, you know, we love everybody on both those sides, right? We're glad to have Medea and kids from the breeze covering this on site. I was certainly glad 
to see some video of Houston talking after practice tonight. But and uh, and we love all our friends from the message boards as well. And they have a First Amendment right, which we all value greatly to say whatever the hell they want. Absolutely. Right. No, yeah. it, it's totally fine if people want to freak out and hell at the moon. Like People are tweeting us like, oh, you're going to tell us it's not that bad. No, we're not. Nope. You can do what you want. It's sports. Right. I mean, firstly, we got to keep it in perspective. It is just sports. But if you want to get super fired up and scream and yell for good times, you're certainly entitled to when things maybe take a sour turn. I'm not going to tell anybody how to feel. Nope. You know? And uh, yeah, so look, I think everybody who's tuning into this, you're probably going to listen to this on Thursday or Friday on your way, possibly to the game or to watch parties or what have you. Um, you know what happened today, but I think we should do a level set here, right, Rob? And explain that it certainly appeared as of midday today that JMU coach Mike Houston was leaving JMU to take the job at UNC Charlotte uh, after this season. We were as confused as anybody about what was going on and what was being said and, you know, things started coming out, some of them true, many more of them <laughs> rumor-mongering and crazy stuff. Um, but Houston addressed it after practice today. He did say he was, I guess what he said was that he has been offered the job by Charlotte. Uh, and he's considering and it. He's, he's, con interested. he's interested. He's interested. He told, the, he told Charlotte that he was interested. Uh, he mentioned that, you know, he's from North Carolina. He has a lot of family. His parents are closer to Charlotte than to JMU. Uh, didn't want to talk about much else. I, I thought, Rob, I, I don't know. Look, it's a really weird time. He talked about how odd this is in college sports right now that with national signing day in December now you know schools want to have their coaches in place before then and it doesn't jive with the fcs playoffs <laughs> and it's a really tough deal and he said that he talked to the team it appears that mike houston will be coaching the team this weekend we may have some of our own thoughts on that uh, a little later but i don't know what that meant i, I really don't know what to say about that from houston yeah, um I, I, I think that it would be fair to say we would both be we would both be very surprised if Mike Houston is the coach at JMU in 2019, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I'll go a little bit more into that because yeah. as soon as this news broke, particularly when uh, Feldman tweeted it, I was like, he's gone. Yeah. He's gone. Uh, that's a trusted reporter from The Athletic. Um, nothing against any of the other guys, but that was the first one when I was like, whoa, he's, this is it. You mean he's you weren't? Gone. Sure. And then you saw McMurphy claiming it later. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, sort you know, when, when other people are quoting other sources of people tweeted earlier, yeah. so on and so forth. But then I was like, okay, he's gone. And all afternoon I thought he was gone. Mm -hmm. And then when they were saying, oh, he's going to speak to the team or he's going to speak to reporters after practice, I thought he's gone. Doesn't matter. Then when I heard reports of what he had said, I said, doesn't matter. He's gone. Then when I watched it, I thought, yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe there's a Hail Mary chance that he isn't gone. I mean, I was like 100 percent. He's gone. Pack the bags. Wife and kids are already, you know, house shopping. He's... But part of me and this is this is kind of the conspiracy theory stuff that I always turn my nose off yeah. at. But part of me thinks that Charlotte might have leaked this to pressure him. Mm -hmm. And he might be saying, well, screw you, Charlotte, leaking this. Maybe I'll say no to this one. And. That doesn't mean he's staying, unfortunately. Yeah, that's that could mean forty-eight hours later, right? He's going to a better job. Yeah, that's that's um, my concern for sure. Um, so I don't know, but he, he I mean, I I, I am not going to say a bad word about Mike Houston. No, it has been a great run. Mm -hmm. He has done a great job here. Mm -hmm. um, but if it ain't now, it's coming. That's right. Uh, I mean, he said all the right things when he got the extension last year. He got the extension because he was at least entertaining other job offers. That's right. The man is a good man, mm -hmm. I assume. You know, good, good family. He's got goals and ambitions like anybody else. I mean, I, I, Bourne and the Alpha Dogs and whoever else stepped up to put together that package for him last year, mm -hmm. job well done. Absolutely. But, but if you believed he'd actually be here for all 10 years yeah. of that, just, just bless your heart. Yeah, you right. Know, uh, it, it, it ain't happening. And by the same token, all these people who are so enamored with the job that he's doing um, and believe that JMU is such an outstanding program that he is going to go from JMU to a North Carolina right. or to, you know, right. again, like bless your hearts too. That 
that ain't happening. So I, I think we might be reaching the situation where now he's just saying, you know what? There is no perfect job in the G5. It's just a stepping stone. Yeah. And a guy like Houston, who has proven to himself and to everybody who's paying attention that he can win wherever he goes, mm-hmm. maybe he's just saying, this is a lot of money. Yep. I'll go now rather than wait for the per- perfect opportunity. And that just gets me one step closer to that job at, you know, whatever, a North Carolina Virginia or Georgia Tech or, Tech or yeah, Virginia Georgia Tech, Tech or yeah. Maryland. All these jobs that fans think he's going to be qualified for. Maybe that's what gets it. Maybe he even threw his hat in the ring for the UNC job and they said, no, come back later, son. And now he's going, ooh, well, why didn't I? I don't know. This is all crazy speculation on my part, right. but I'm, I, I'm disappointed. I'm not going to hate the guy for doing what he wants to do. No. And, you know, and, and like, I'll tell you one thing. Like, it's, I've heard crazy numbers. I don't know what they are, but two or three times his salary, whatever. I have never been in a position. And I probably never will be in a position where somebody calls me on Sunday and Tuesday or Wednesday offers me two or three times my salary. Correct. It's probably never going to happen to me. I guarantee you I will never be in the situation where that happens and I turn the job down. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I just, it, yeah, he's wealthy, he's comfortable, but he has an opportunity just to double or triple his salary and get one step closer to what is ultimately his dream. It, there aren't a lot of Jimmy Laycocks out there. Nope. Um, nope. And this next guy, who if Houston leaves, the next person we get, if the trade-off is that coach wins one national championship mm-hmm. and then leaves two years later, I'm okay with that. Yep. I, I, I don't want to be a stepping stone, but I also don't want to be a place where we got a coach who plateaus and we got a bunch of six and five, seven and four seasons, and they're never getting these sorts of offers. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I mean, when your coach is getting stolen by another school, that usually means you've had a good little run. Yeah. And by good little run – if we mean what has happened under Coach Houston, we will take that every day, right? If you if you told us that we would go to one national championship, Shit. win another, and then be you know advancing in the playoffs the other year, what is what thirty five games or something right. like that? Every single JMU fan would have said, "Sign!" Oh, but the condition is he's going to leave after three years. Every single fan would have said, "Where do I sign?" Yep, that's exactly right. Yeah. And I, I just I, think the difference between your coach getting stolen and your coach getting fired is vast. Right. I, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we loved Mickey, but it was time for a change. And yeah. that made it that much more difficult in some ways. And he'd been there a long time. And it was I just feel like all three of these decisions were for very different reasons. Mickey essentially got fired. Um, yeah. Coach Withers, I think. First train out of town. First train out of town. And, and I think that his decision left me. There are a lot of Jamie fans today. I guess I'll just get to this now and the initial thoughts. A lot of JMU fans today kind of being like, this is totally a lateral move or it's a step down. Like, calm down. Calm down. (laughs) I'm not entirely sure that that's the case. Um, It's considerably more money. Charlotte is a new program, but they're kind of a rich man's ODU. (laughs) And, uh, you know, maybe like they're kind of a, I don't know, an adolescent giant, like a George Mason, but with football. In terms yeah, of they're in a market, there. yeah, they're in a market with great recruiting. They're in a market with uh, financial resources. They are don't have a ton of competition in Charlotte at the college level for a city that cares a lot about college sports. Um, that doesn't mean that those people are going to suddenly not be, you know, start rooting for the Niners over the Tar Heels or the Wolfpack. But it's not it's not a crap job. I, I think a lot of coaches would really tell you it's it's better than what people think and for us to sit here in the fcs and this is not a pro fbs argument but like you said rob i, I don't know that you can go from the fcs to directly to a power five conference and at somewhere along the way you probably got to go to a g5 school and prove you can win um i i definitely am left wondering with houston's comments after practice tonight comments slash i thought they were good comments i mean i don't know what we expect them to say he clearly had been honest with the team about it. And I don't know how much more we can ask for at this point. Um, he was clearly as disappointed as any of us about the timing. I do think that he recognizes it's shitty, right? And maybe Charlotte yeah. is pissing him off. Um, I think there are three possibilities given his non-comment tonight, which are, I think the most likely possibility is that he ends up at Charlotte um, if and when JMU finishes their run 
I think the second possibility is that he, I think it's the smallest possibility, but that he returns to JMU because he gets a better offer and decides this is what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And then I think there is the third one that you kind of brought up, which is there's a... His phone's ringing off the hook. There right is. Now. And there's a real yeah. strong likelihood, you know, East Carolina is making up a game with East, NC State from the hurricane this weekend. So kind of a random throwaway game. Um, that job's probably going to be open come Monday morning. Uh, Paul Johnson looks like he's retiring at Georgia Tech. That job may be open in short order or maybe sort of open, even if he's going to coach them in the bowl game. Well, and I don't even know if that, if that, if that job being open, I think would, it's just the trickle down effect. Exactly. There's going to be many more openings in the general, mm-hmm. you know, Southeastern United right. States. Louisville's got a higher be, coach, right? Or, you know, yeah, yeah. And they could, they could come after Appy's coach. Right. Um, and then the dominoes start falling and things get really crazy. Right. So maybe Houston's playing it to his own advantage and, and, that is what it is. Um, at this point, it seems like he's being as honest as he could be with everybody today. And, yeah, I, I think your point about the 10-year contract is really valid. Um, we're, we don't mean this in any kind of demeaning or condescending way towards fans, but I think for those of us that pay close attention to college sports, we all knew last year, and we talked about it on here, that 10-year contract is bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know, that's just not... I thought it would get us two or three. I thought it might get I, us I'm another surprised couple. It's happened. Right. Yeah, and, I'm surprised it's happening now. And, and we're going to get in. We're going to kind of take this short-term, mid-term, long-term tonight. Um, I think we're going to go ahead and do it as if we assume Houston is leaving. But, yeah, I, I think that... Um, it, I thought we'd get another year. I really did, um, given yeah, the team they had too. coming back. I will say, given, you know... If a coach leaves, you're gonna, your recruiting class may suffer if they leave at this point. I don't think there's any getting around that. But the talent already on the roster at JMU that is returning next year is significant. And I would love to have had Coach Houston back, and hopefully JMU goes to Frisco this year, and, and even more hopeful that they go to – you know, they have a great run next year. It wouldn't be the worst thing to leave whoever the new coach is with a pretty good <laughs> – you know, pretty good serve on their racket, right? Yeah. You know, and, and as opposed to maybe leaving after last year and having a new person come in with this young group this year or leaving after next year when the new coach will be coming in with a young group then. I it's a know. great it – was, it was a great job when Houston took it over. Mm-hmm. The next guy would be getting a better job than even that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like yeah. it's big shoes to fill. No way, but um, – I don't know. It, it is primed up. Like you said, it's just, it's ready to go. It's there on a tee. Use whatever analogy you want. Yeah. There are going to be people right now lining up that want this job. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure right now, I'm sure I, I'd like to think Bourne has a list and he's not naive. He knew that 10 year contract wasn't going to see the end. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's definitely, I don't want people to think I'm like, no, everything's fine. You know, mm-hmm. Rome is burning and I'm fiddling. That's not it <laughs> no. at all. No, but it would be a big setback it, for the program. But, it, well, it would it, be a setback. Or, or would it? Or would it? You don't you know. You don't know. I, yeah. mean, I mean, like, look at this. Like, it, Houston is a much better coach than Withers. We know that. There's no comparison. Mm-hmm. People were really freaking out when Withers left. Yeah. We, and things I, turned out. I was among them. Yeah. Yeah. We continue to step forward. Like I said, I mean, it's an even better job. It's a more attractive job now yep. than it was when Houston took it. Um, Bourne kind of found Houston – now, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but he was not the prime candidate. He wasn't one of the names that we talk about. So Bourne has done this well. Same thing yeah. with Withers. I mean, yeah. we, like, Withers was not a great game coach. Withers was great right. for what JMU needed at the time. Yep. They needed energy. They need somebody to get in. You and I said this at the time. I say it even more now. I'm glad he was gone. I think he was about to be exposed. He had done all he could do mm-hmm. with the enthusiasm and the, I mean, the alpha dogs and, and the uniforms. Right. But he had to go while the resume was good. It was only going to get worse yes. for Withers. Um, that's not the case with Houston. We don't think so, but, at least. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, but the, the other thing is, like, and again, I don't want to rationalize like he's leaving. He, he's just a man. Yep. You know, it's, uh, he's, a, he's a good guy. He's a coach. Like, he, we need <laughs> constantly, there are more examples than there are not of why we shouldn't put people up on pedestals. And I'm not saying you still can't look up to Houston and admire him. I'll continue to, to be thankful and admire him. If he leaves, I'll continue to root for him. Yeah. 
but these guys have all motivations. They're they're not just this blind loyalty and, and no. Maybe maybe there are people like that out there, but like I said before, There's very few Laycocks and Dan Hunts. That's the Colgate coach this Correct. week, right? There are very few of them yeah. left around anymore. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, if you I, the weird thing to me was always with Withers was I, I didn't know what his end goal was, right? I think we all saw. I mean, it made me think all the way back to. Um, <laughs> Now I'm losing track of coaches, but you know, when you leave, it felt with the withers going to Texas state thing, you just were like, you could see this year and his firing at Texas state and this debacle from a mile away. Yeah. Right. This doesn't feel like that to me. This feels like a guy who's making a strategic move and maybe his ambition is to be a power five coach, you know, an ACC or an SEC coach. And he feels like he can't get there from here. He's got to make another move. And I, I don't know, it's tough for me to, I mean, I guess we're, you know, we're a decade younger than Houston, but we're in that kind of mid-career point too. And it's, it's hard to fault someone for that. Um, and I think I did wonder this year, I thought after the New Hampshire game, if he, you know, there is a little bit, I mean, I do think he realizes that a couple bad breaks, a couple bad weeks, and his stock could take a tumble into yep. FCS, right? Uh, you, one derailed FCS season can, can be tough. And... Well, it's exactly like the one and dones. You leave before they got tape of your of your weaknesses <laughs> in college mm-hmm. hoops. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you see it all the time. Guys are projected lottery picks. They stay one extra year, right? And all of a sudden, they're you know tail end of the first round. I mean, coming into this year, right? Everybody assumed R.J. Barrett was the number one pick and Zion yeah. was the third pick. And now I think we are all looking at the TV like eh, that was probably backwards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think. I guess on our initial thoughts, that's about all we can can say about this. Um, Rob, what it, you... it's going to be this scattered throughout. So, yeah, if just... you think we're all over the place now, just just hang up. Yeah, right. We're, <laughs> we're, get we're better. drinking tea and, and processing this along with you. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted we're going to do short term, midterm, and then kind of long term candidates. Um, in the short term, I was wondering. I mean, the timing is the shittiest thing that's happened at JMU in quite some time. Um, I think you made a good point about Jeff Bourne. We'll get back to him when we get to the long term. But, you know, it, it is really, really crappy. There's no two ways around that. This team is trying to go play an important game against a really good team on the road this week. And I don't know. I, I think it would be difficult for me if I was in their shoes to be totally focused and committed in the way that I was before. And I think you could see that anguish in Houston's face yeah. tonight in his press conference. Um, uh, do you think, I mean, what do you think, Rob? You think it's fair of JMU to allow him to coach out the, the, the string here or, or I, at least this week, I guess it like, I don't, I don't know if he hasn't taken the job, he's still your coach. That's right. You know, so you, you can't, you can't fire him. I mean, you can't, you can't be like, well, if you're considering a job, no. How dare you be honest well, with Well, you me. could fire him. I, I mean, just don't know if that helps you, you anything could, right now. Yeah. Well, you no, you're crazy. Um, if he does take the job, uh, I'm more of the, hey, man, good luck. Pack your stuff. We're, we're happy for you, but please leave. We, we, got, a, we got a job. Yeah, that's, that's sort of how I would have been, too. And, or at least leave it up to the players to make that yeah, call, that, right? That's, that's actually the best call. Like, what are the – yeah. Right. I mean, I, I think um, – I saw our buddy Ryan Leishner, guy we grew up with who played at JMU during our time, kind of commenting on this today. And his feeling was, no, he doesn't come back. And, but I think his real feeling was this is really a player's call at this point, you know, and we, yeah, that's just, it, when you have guys like Donnie Kirkpatrick and Bob Trott who seem eminently capable, um, <laughs> you do wonder about that. But like you said, he hasn't taken the job. And so I don't know what that means. And I, I certainly, I, I guess I believe, I do believe that he hasn't taken the job. Do I know? I can't read his thoughts as to what, that means I don't know if that means he didn't make up his mind. Right. And that's what I mean. I can't yeah. I can't do that. But obviously JMU sent out their regular like this week in athletics email this afternoon this evening. Um and presumably they would have had a you know a stronger some other statement. Well they, they made another statement. They did and after after he just be like, oh he's still our coach. We're aware of everything. Basically just confirming everything he said. I don't know. It, it's really weird because to me the way he's handling it is he's doing what he thinks is right first and foremost he is. and be, you know, let your conscience be your God. Good for you. Um, and I'm sure that 
leads by example how he how he coaches and tells his his players how he wants to behave. I'm curious what he told the team, and if he if he was that honest with the team, then yeah, by all means, be as honest with the media. But part of me wonders why he couldn't just say like, "Hey guys, a lot of rumors out there. I haven't taken a job. We." We got Colgate. Let's go. You know, just the classic coach speak nonsense. Yeah, people are going to be like, oh, well, you didn't say anything. It was a non-denial denial. But, like, you can toe that line. Yeah, it's and a not hard lie. One. It's yeah. a hard one. I, I don't know. Um, but that's why I think this leak either caught him by surprise and he's ticked or he's gone. I mean, there, there's no way a coach in a, heading into a playoff would introduce this sort of potential distraction into their own program. No, especially like, a coach if, who... If, if you're thinking about staying at all, right. you want to win, and this, no matter what, I, I'm sorry to be negative, but, like, this decreases your chances of winning on Saturday. Yeah. By some level. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a ton. It doesn't mean they're going home, but this is a distraction. Mm-hmm. Coaches always preach that they just want to eliminate distractions. This coach in focus. particular. Yes. Right? You think back to two well, years ago going to Fargo when they lost all the guys to suspension, and we yeah. thought the sky was falling, and this coach convinced them that it wasn't. And it's harder for me to believe that those players are going to buy that message this week the way they did two years ago. You know? and I don't know this team. I don't know the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. And I never played at this level. But, Todd, now you, yeah. both, you and I both played sports. We've been in locker rooms. We understand team dynamics. On every team I've been in, there's some guys who just, you know, line up and yes, sir, no, sir. And they're good soldiers. They do whatever the coach wants. Mm-hmm. On other teams, even with good coaches, there are some guys who just tune, tune out coaches, don't do it. Like, there's that disruption. I don't know what this locker room is. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's a pretty tight locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd like to think they're all rallying around each other, but maybe they're so tight that it goes the other direction and they're all just devastated. I have no idea. But that's what I'm saying. Like, at a minimum, we have – by by this whole thing coming up, Jamie has lessens its chance to win on Saturday. Yeah, see, and no coach wants that. No. I, I guess we need, we need Jimmy and Rondell to do their full, like, uh, mocks and Lance Harbor – you know, speech here, yeah. right? You know, no, I mean, the full, that, that is you know, right? Yeah. Maybe like spite can be a good yeah. motivator. Like, this is bullshit. Message. I mean, yeah, maybe like, like, this is my last chance. Yeah. You know? And there's, you know, there's guys like the old nobody believes in us thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, if the players rally and be like, coach ain't even going to be here. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, crazy stuff. Disney has made cheesier movies. Yeah. <laughs> this could be one of those situations. Yeah. So I, I guess that, I mean, I, this, the, the short answer to the short term is we have no idea what it means to this week's game. Um, I don't think there's a right or a wrong answer to the coaching. Should he be coaching? Should he not be coaching situation? I, I think it's been particularly muddied this evening by coach Houston's comments that he has not accepted the job. So who knows what that means? Um, the one thing that concerns me most, I, I actually am not like you, Rob. I think we're going to, I'm not that freaked out by the long term. Um, I am most concerned about the sort of midterm, the the next month or so. Recruiting? Right. That this, yeah. You know, the last time when Withers left, the JMU was so fortunate to have then-coach John Bowers, who stayed in the program. They hired him to stay on. And he came back. Yeah, he came back. And he, was he gone really and bailed he them back. out and yeah. held their recruiting class together for Coach Houston and then stayed on for that year. Um, he's not there right now. I would have to think that a lot of these coaches might go with Houston or Houston would be looking to take some of them with them, with him. Um, and, and, and the difference too is there were very few, Mike Evangelista could probably tell us, there was one or two kids who were in JMU's recruiting class who went to Texas State, but they didn't turn out to be any great shakes. Um, and part of that was, part of not having a lot of kids potentially go with Withers was it was Texas State right? And our yeah. recruits were from here and they weren't going to go to San Marcos, Texas. And it's, it's much more concerning to me that some of the incredibly strong, and we've seen JMU ranked in the top three consistently of FCS recruiting classes for next year. And signing day is earlier. It's in December now. And it, it certainly concerns me that JMU and Charlotte probably have a lot of overlap in the type of talent they're recruiting right now. And that's, that's a big concern for sure. Um, it also concerns me that JMU has in the past um, not – they've just – they've been – they've always taken the search firm, follow the Virginia State hiring rules, do everything right, 
you know, very conservative approach. And as opposed to the last time when I think there were a lot of names, but we really didn't have a good sense of who was out there last time. Um, to me tonight there, as we sit here, if coach Houston is no longer the JMU coach come this time next week, there are at least five or six guys who to me seem like obvious names you have to have on your list if you're Jeff Bourne, right? Um, so I don't know if you have any thoughts about that midterm thing or there's anything else to really say about that, Rob, but that's no, certainly I mean, probably my, my biggest concern right now is just transfers and recruit and freshman recruiting. So. Yeah, no, I agree. That's my biggest concern as well. But there's different ways to look at it, mm -hmm. and I don't want to veer too far into spinning it, but, uh, you know, there's two sides to every story. And, yeah, they probably are going to lose some recruits to Charlotte. You're probably going to lose some recruits to – Delaware and Richmond, mm -hmm. you know, and other well, especially if you don't coach. have a coach in place two, two or three weeks from now when signing day yeah. comes around. And that, um, that's my concern is that JMU will yeah. be conservative and they'll do the whole search firm route and we'll be sitting here and we won't know the coach till a month from now. And we yeah, will have let this come and go. The, the flip side is you hire the right guy and you can benefit from that same thing yeah, where they bring recruits with them. And that is what happened so, last time, right? They yeah. put Bowers in place, interim, and they managed to wait and what they got by waiting was a guy who's taken us to two trips to Frisco. <laughs> but, but I'm saying like, it's just purely yeah. hypothetical. Let's say they hire a guy from whatever big state you, right. Who currently has his recruiting class. Well, he leaves. Yeah. Some of Houston's recruits might go with him. Some of big state U's yeah, that's guys true. might come with them. Jamie. Absolutely. Um, I also think you could have guys who are really bought in some guys. I don't know. I wasn't recruited, but I'd imagine <laughs> some guys buy in, for all different reasons. Some, maybe the position coach, mm -hmm. some, the offense, the facilities, the school, there are going to be some guys who sign anyway. Yeah. Um, there could be other people because this is the early signing period who just say, Hey, okay, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll take a step back. Um, right. So it, it's, I'd almost be more concerned if it was the old system or if this was the, the second signing, signing period. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. And I, I definitely think there's a little bit of that. I mean, I think most high school coaches will tell their players if they are decent people that those players should be shopping for the right school for them and the right fit yeah. for them, especially at this level. The SES yeah. G, group of five. I mean, if you're going to Alabama, you're going there to get to the pros, right? Yeah. But and, if you're, you know, these kids. It's a life decision. Yeah, it's it is a, a decision. And I think most high school coaches will tell those kids, try to tell those kids. That doesn't mean those kids always listen. But they try to tell them, you know, you're choosing a school. You're not choosing a coach because you can't bet on these coaches in today's college athletics, especially in football mm -hmm. and basketball. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's a fair point. And I think. And, and the, the other thing that's kind of working in our favor is the other schools that typically would be swooping in, mm -hmm. you've got Delaware. Well, Danny Rocco jumps every three or four years. That's right. So, you know, you've got Huseman who's, I mean, that, that whole situation the scares Richmond. the hell out of me right. it, with how that worked out. That looked like a pretty easy job to go into and he's messed it up. And you've got London um, who I think will probably be there for a while, but he's new. So it's, mm -hmm. it, it, this is not a good situation. It is a bad situation. It is the biggest concern right. is the impact. But there's also enough friction going on where it's, it's not going to kill the program. No, no. This is JMU. And that's what we said. Duke's first, yeah. Duke's last, Duke's always. I, and, and then the other thing yeah. is, I mean, there are guys that sit on offers now who've given verbal commitments or just have offers from Charlotte. Correct. You saw Withers burned a lot of bridges that Houston had to work hard to get back by pulling, pulling offers. Pulling offers, yep. Houston is not going in there with a blank slate where he can take our entire recruiting class. No, no. There are kids you who know, have committed he, to Charlotte right now who that he's yeah, going to want to keep. Is, and if he wants to continue recruiting kids from particularly the greater Charlotte area, which is a rich recruiting yes. ground, he, yes. you know, even if some of those kids he'd rather trade out for maybe a kid or two at, that he's in his current JMU class. Exactly. He's got to make a long-term decision for himself there. Yeah, maybe you think, hey, this guy we got from Jersey or whatever. Yeah, I think maybe that's I'll a good point. Maybe I'll just keep the three kids from Charlotte for the long game. For, right. And the long game being so I can build a winner <laughs> in three or four years and then go to North Carolina well, or, and, or whatever. So one school on the competing with JMU for recruits list, and we'll just move on to kind of the long term. And we might as well do this. Look, we hope Houston comes back. We hope JMU blows out Colgate Absolutely. this weekend. We hope Houston takes him to Frisco, and we hope he comes back. That is uh, you know, that's our wildest dream at this point, right? I mean, there's nothing, no, no two ways around that. But if he's on the road out, as we think he might be, 
we might as well take a quick spin while we're here and everybody's freaking out around some other candidates. And you made a joke today that seemed to go over pretty well that um, fans in the know understood. Another school that, you know, one school's, right? I mean, that there is a trickle down here. Yeah. And one of the schools that JMU has clearly been re- competing with the last few years is Elon. And Elon's coach, Kurt Signetti, has only been there two or three years. I don't know if JMU has more or less resources for, like, for coach salaries than Elon. But Signetti is probably, I mean, I think, Rob, we wrote today and I put six names on the obvious and realistic candidates list. And Signetti would clearly be at the top of that list or right near the top. Um, recruiting very similar areas. He's only been at Elon a couple of years, too, by the way. Yeah. You know, he's, um, so I think, I think he's probably the first name. I, I don't know how you felt, Rob. Jeff Bourne, you have, I hope, and I'm, I'm pretty confident for everybody, and myself included, for all of us that have given Mr. Bourne a hard time at various times over his tenure as the athletic director at JMU, you got to look at the last decade, right? Or at least five to six years and say most of, most of his coaching hires have been strong, right? I mean, Matthews. Particularly when he's hiring from a position of strength. Correct. And Matthews to Withers to Houston is a clear progression. And those mm-hmm. are all good hires, Right bringing Shelly Clace Balcom in, bringing Zazinski in for soccer this year. They're back in the Elite Eight. Yeah. Um, switching back to Christy Morgan in field hockey. Um, these are, you know, look, you're right. In basketball, he has occasionally been hiring from a position of weakness. And it remains to be seen where that goes. Um, you know, I think on the women's side, I think it was a, there was an obvious choice and he made it in the Dukes have not greatly suffered on that side of the equation. Uh, no, he made great hires with softball. Right, softball, right. The, um, the men's side. Mickey and then Laporta. Right, yeah. the men's side is an uh, open question, but there are a lot of factors that make hiring a men's basketball coach at JMU over the last decade a much more difficult proposition. And we'll get into it later. Right. I mean, it, it, a little bit of more things change, the more they say the same with this hoops team, but – there are glimmers of hope and reasons for optimism. absolutely. You know, yeah. You know, there are reasons to get behind row now. We'll save that for another day. Yeah. But. but I think so Signetti. And then I think if you're making a list and you're born and probably knowing where, where Houston has been, I heard Houston comment. When did he comment after the Towson game? When he said these last two weeks have reminded me how much I liked being the coach here. Yeah. And I definitely, my radar went off like, Oh, what, what? <laughs> like, yeah. were you thinking about something else there? Yeah. And, and I thought that's, I, I'm sure that Jeff Bourne has been sensing that. And I think Signetti's on that list. I think two homegrown coaches have to be on that list, right? I think both coordinators, Sonny Kirkpatrick and Bob Trott, probably have to be, you have to at least have a conversation with both of those guys. Um, one or both of them could leave with Houston. Uh, one or both of them could be bad choices as head coaches. But they got to be they on also, the list, right? Yeah, they could be on a lot of lists. They could be on a and lot of lists, thing. right? With, Patrick's with got some game. ECU ties. And, yeah. Yeah, and with all this game starting, particularly, you know, with Appy opening up Georgia Tech, yeah. um, that's kind of that, – that seems like it plays into both of their their areas where they could land at one of those jobs that, that pops open. Yeah, Trot is an um, interesting one for me because he seems like a guy who's at a point in his career and he left Richmond to come to JMU to continue being a coordinator. I would love – to see a world where Trot stays as the defensive coordinator with some other coach coming in. Oh, yeah, I have no idea that. if that's possible, but he's a guy that I'm not sure that his motivation is money or BCS glory at this point. Um, so he it certainly – He strikes me as just like a football, football guy. Football guy, right? And it, just, you know, if, he just wants to coach and do stuff. And I don't want to – I don't know the man, but I've always gotten the impression that he's like, that head coach and crap dealing with the media. No, no. I, I want to be in the film room. Right, right, right. I want to put something together. Well, I my best be totally case, wrong. yeah, my best case scenario if Houston leaves is that Trot assumes the John Bowers role for however long it takes us to get a head coach, and we convince that head coach that they need Bob Trot. Um, I don't know what these other guys. I think Will Healy, who's a young coach at Austin P. Austin P. Right, is a name that quite the turnaround. Quite the there. turnaround there. Um, and as a young coach, and 
you know, clearly some of the same, probably a little bit of recruiting overlap, not a ton. He'd have to come east a bit, um, but that's a name I'm sure we're going to hear. Um, Drew Maringer is a guy who – Ding, 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 ding. And that, this is the guy we wanted last time. Right. And uh, Maringer was the, what, the offensive coordinator under Withers? Yeah. Yeah, and a really young guy. Um, has what, He went on to Houston, I think, and then – he was Rutgers, then Houston, yeah. and now he, he went with Herman. He's the wide receiver's coach. At Texas, right? At Texas. Yeah, um, but a guy with some JMU, uh, obviously a JMU history. And, and he's the one name that I thought of. I mean, we saw Brandon Ravenel advocating for Maringer today. Um, yeah. He's the one name that I thought of that might work with Bob Trot. Like, well, if you were going to try like... to keep Trot, you bring in an, a young gun, offensive guy with all offensive the energy guy. and the recruiting energy Correct. and – knows how to drop bags and all that stuff. Right. Yep. But you keep trot to, you know, that's a name I could see working there. Right. Cause well, see, he's, yeah, he, he had a pretty innovative offense when he was here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Tom Herman, that that's a guy if you could sponge off of somebody, I, I believe Herman was his mentor at Ohio state. Right. And then he plucked him from Rutgers and then took him with him to, to Texas. Mm-hmm. So you, you got one of the hot names in coaching who's kind of, named you one of his guys yeah. uh, that's pretty attractive um, but the players seem to love him he seemed to be a guy that that could just really relate to all the different players ton of enthusiasm like you said and man we, we joke about that that defense under withers but you'll never hear anything but fond memories when we're talking about that offense no not at all and um yeah that's certainly a, a a name that i'm sure will be on this list and then the last one i put on there i think this is a little more unlikely but i think the, the coach at Maine, simiak who's another kind of up-and-coming yeah, coach. He's, he's like only in his 30s. Yeah, and he strikes me as a guy who, I mean, if you're winning at Maine, you're not doing it with Maine kids. So, you know, yeah. and I, I think he's probably got to be on anybody's short list if you're a school like JMU at this point. So that would be the six. That's kind of what I thought. I mean, the obvious Kirkpatrick and Trot, and then Signetti, Healy, Maringer, and Harris-Simiak are probably all on that list. Um, already the rumors are starting about some bigger names. I don't think we're going to see those happen. Um, Virginia Tech's defense, which has cratered this year for the first time in three decades. Obviously, there are going to be people in the state who say wild things about Bud Foster and whether he's available as a head coach. Um, no, that, that's not that, going to happen. Ha- he's making considerably more money where he is, and I'm quite confident he could get another job as a defensive coordinator making considerably more money in another Power 5 school. And it was one year after decades of having a top defense. Right. You do wonder if there are any of the survivors of this Maryland debacle this year. Um, you know, if Matt Canada doesn't survive, uh, you know, he's been their interim coach. He'll get no C job. That's kind of what I think. He gets a job yeah. at another Power 5 school somewhere else as an assistant, I, probably. I, I think he's going to end up getting the Maryland job. I think they're going to find the, the stability, and he's done a good job. And seems a that's, sensible uh, that's, thing for them. Yeah. yeah. Which is probably the reason Maryland won't do it. That athletic department's a bit of a train wreck right now. Right. And then the last two, only other two names I was going to talk about tonight, unless you got anybody else, were a couple big JMU-related names that are definitely not going to happen, but everyone's going to freak out about them, are John DiFilippo, the current offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. I will say this. You will hear his name. It'll go around. It will never even get to the interview stage. But we'll hear his name because you always hear his name. But he will be an NFL head coach within three years. Yeah, that's that's the point is he's uh, considered a – and he's on the – top five list of potential, you know, sort of coordinators headed yes. for NFL jobs. He's already yes. making, I think, seven figures as the offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, He's not coming. He loves, I know he loves JMU. And I think he was legitimately a name in the ring the last couple times this job came open. Um, but at this point. He, he could play a role like Tomlin did with the William Mary search mm-hmm. in which, you know, like, he kind of vouches or gives his opinion. Yes. I mean, I, I'm sure they will probably call him. Mm-hmm. Sure, they call him every time, but no, he ain't coming. Yep. And then, of course, we're going to hear Mickey's name. <laughs> yeah. Mickey ain't coming back, I don't think, no. at this point. So I'm sure Mickey's having too much fun playing golf. Yeah. And, so but... I'm sure there are people – we've missed names tonight. I'm sure there are people out there who are going to – and they're – you know, last time Houston was not on our radar really at this point. But, but can I also say sometimes, mm-hmm. like – we don't know. Yeah, we've we, no we idea. Have, we have no sources. None. We we don't want sources. No. Um, we have opinions. We're, we're fans, just like you guys. Right. Um, we're, we're not reporters. Even if we had sources and we knew who it was, we probably wouldn't report on them because that just seems like a total hassle of, like, yeah, yeah. that's not our thing. It, it, we like doing what we're doing. It, it's kind of funny. I guess flattering is the right mm-hmm. word, but 
people always reach out to us in situations like this, or acting us like, oh, what, what are your people telling you? We don't have people. We, we have Twitter. Right, right, you know? right. We see the same crap the rest of you guys see. We have the same um, people we have season tickets with that you all do. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, ironically, though, I will say, I think we were the first JMU people who heard Houston's name yeah. just because another blogger from the Citadel who we interact with told us. Yes. He tweeted us. He's like, hey, man, our coach is interviewing up there. You heard anything about that? Right. We're like, oh, we ask people, and everybody's like, oh, I know, a guy runs the option. We're like, oh, we talk to this guy. He's like, no, he'd be a great fit, man. He's terrific. Everybody loves him. We're like, okay, let's see where it goes. Yeah. And everybody's like, no way, that's crazy. We haven't heard that reported. We're like, we, again, we're not saying we haven't reported a dude on another blogger. <laughs> right, right. So um, that's yeah. the closest thing we'll ever have to a source. Right. We, ain't, we ain't seeking them out. Um, we will share our opinion. It is an ignorant opinion. Yes. It's based off all the same data. You and look, have. we don't know all the names, right? I mean, Old Dominion no. just fired half their staff. Yeah. And obviously those guys recruit Virginia. I don't know mm-hmm. if any of them are good or not. I don't really want to deal with anybody from ODU, but let's, you know, I also don't know any of them. So, um, yeah, I, I just, who knows? I, I think we buckle up. We get ready to root this weekend. Uh, certainly, we are all in hopes that the team and the coaching staff can find it in them to win this game. I have to say, it would be, it would be exquisite to win this game this weekend and go win in Fargo under this cloud next week. That would be, that would be really, really special, right? My ideal situation, if he's going, if we could win under an interim coach or oh, a coach like it and still, oh, yeah. that would just be, that would oh, just be it's delicious. Tasty. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Who knows? So I, I, you know, we don't know. And uh, we're really, you know, potentially sad. I think that's why I busted out the dark hollow tonight. I thought we were going to come on here and talk about when Dobby was killed in Deathly Hallows <laughs> or I don't know, whatever saddest thing you could think of is. Um, but that's not exactly where we are. And we're lucky to be Dukes. And hopefully the Dukes are going to win another game. That's, and I mean, it's, it's also kind of, you got to say, there's got to be a little bit of like a sick part of you who finds this and it's just me like, I still find this kind of exciting. I was hoping we got one I more mean, year here, but well, I was too. Yeah. I, I, no, I don't want, don't, I do not want him to leave. I would like, I, mm-hmm. I wish he would honor that 10 year contract, which we don't want, but it's also like, Hey, I mean, it, it change can be good. And I really, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, there's also the potential of it ain't going to hurt if he moves on. He's really successful. And then he's coaching on the sidelines of a New Year's Day Bowl, and they put up the resume and they say James Madison. Like, if you become known as as the launching pad for great coaches, you know, if he does, that's this, exactly. Then... I have much more confidence in him potentially going to Charlotte, winning eight or nine games, winning a Conference USA title, and getting a chance to go on to whatever job is out there. Yeah, then I didn't want to be like going to Texas State, right? Correct. And, and you don't want to be like the asterisks of like Bowling Green. That's where you know Urban Meyer started, no. and then they've sucked ever since. But it would be nice if you could have. Oh look, yeah, James Madison. Yeah, that that place where also he came from, and whatever Drew Maringer is currently winning at. Or, I, mean, I don't right. know. NDSU just... continue to win. You know, like correct. Yeah, and, and it, yeah, absolutely. Craig Bowl. Craig Bowl left in the middle of the playoffs in 2013, which was arguably until this year considered to be far and away North Dakota State's best team ever. They still went on and won. Mm-hmm. That is a special program. Uh, I think JMU still has a ways to get to that level. Right. But there's nothing to say that the program's going to die. I mean, No, no. You, the you program gotta, you gotta is be... the program now. And that's – I'm really excited. I hope we choose the right guy to turn the rudder here, right? I yeah. mean, I hope that's the but, – but we're not talking – we are handing the keys to a Ferrari over here. Um, yes, you know, and, and I, I don't that I hope we pick the right driver, but it's not it's not a total rebuild here. Um, and there's not just one guy out there no, to get this job done. No, there are probably five or ten coaches who could come in here and succeed. And by succeed, I mean, play a championship level. That's right. Um, now, there's there's also there's plenty of ways you could go bad. Mm-hmm. But the exciting part of me is thinking like, OK, it, there's an opportunity to take another step forward. And maybe I'm kidding myself, but I'd rather look at it that way and say, oh, this is, if he's going to go, 
good luck to you, coach. I'll cheer for you wherever you go. But now, what can we do with, with who comes in next? Yeah. That's the part of me that's kind of excited. Like, it, I was excited about Withers. I was more excited about Houston. Right. Ideally, I'll be even more excited about Houston's replacement if he goes. Or I'll be very excited that we got another great co- another year or two out of Coach Houston. Yeah. Like, it, if we bring I, back the kids that are on the team now next year and we hold together, you know, some semblance of the current recruiting class, I will be really excited for whoever gets this job. And I think there are a lot of coaches around the country who would be really excited to have this job. Yeah, You're you're walking into a situation where right now you're looking at a preseason top five team next year. Absolutely. You're inheriting that roster. Mm -hmm. You're inheriting what are without question, what top five, maybe top 10 at worst facilities in the FCS. Absolutely. Um, you're, you're a fan base, a fan that, base that, is, that is developed now. That is developed. Yep. That is one of the premier fan bases in FCS. That is much better than the fan bases at a lot of G5 schools. Charlotte. Yep. I mean, this, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, it is. Yep. It, it, this is, the board is hiring from a real position of strength yeah. at every level. And then when you add it, like, listen, when you add in that roster, yeah. oh my gosh, who wouldn't want this job? That's right. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that's really exciting. And and one last note, Rob, I, I think we we gotta the the one thing people and, and I'm I get guilty of this sometimes too. If we are gonna continue to be an FCS program, first of all, I don't buy anything. I do think that Withers was told or sold or believed convinced himself convinced himself naively that a certain thing was gonna happen when it came to conference. Uh, affiliation for JMU and that thing wasn't was clearly not going to happen and therefore he took the first train out of town I don't believe any of that stuff with Houston right Um, would Houston have liked a full-time full field indoor practice facility sure what coach would did he get an indoor practice facility of some type yes yeah did he you know was he promised uniforms and support did he get those yes yes Um, I don't think Houston was promised FBS and that there there's anything about this involved in this decision. I think he's potentially getting a double or triple salary and a, a stepping stone to his real long-term ambition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't, so I just don't buy any of that. And I don't, I also don't buy, I don't think any of this has to do with the SCS FBS decision. If you are app state who is by all accounts, what we would hope to be if JMU went, FBS, App State is going through the exact same schwitzing about their coach this week that JMU is. Right? Charlotte could be joining the JMU fans pity party in 48 hours because somebody leaked this. That's right. That's right. You know, they, they, right. they could be getting jumped right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And I just, I, I think, and, and I just, there is no job in this country except for the, what, top 10? Not even top got, 10. No. No. I Alabama. mean, the top, right. Alabama, Alabama. Ohio State. Michigan, Georgia. That's it, right? Notre Dame. There is no other job out there in the right now where you don't run the risk of having your coach poached. Yeah. You know, if you don't think there are teams poking around Mike Leach right now, you're crazy. You know, even yeah. though they're in the top ten. Um, so I just I, I think that's something. I don't think that is going to change whether JMU is in FCS or FBS. Um, and I don't, I, you know. This is, I, I do, I will admit that as long as we are in FCS, It'll happen this will often. continue to happen yeah. with programs that disappoint us that it is happening. Yes. Because I think even me, who recognizes the, uh, I don't know, relatively, I, I think Charlotte is a better job than a lot of JMU fans. I live in North Carolina. I work at another university in the system, and I, I think there's potential there. But even I am disappointed that he would leave to go to Charlotte, right? If he left yeah, no, to go I, I, to ECU, if he left to go to Georgia Tech, I'd say good luck and thank you, you know? And if he left to go to App, I think I'd even then kind of, then I would be more frustrated by the FBS, FCS decisions that JMU has and probably will have to continue to make. Um, but Charlotte's a weird one for me. Uh, but I don't think if, if Charlotte had been, nine and three this year, their coach would be on his way out somewhere else. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, like that, that, like yeah. If, if we, if we were in app state shoes, exactly. Yeah. Right now they're sweating it right now that their coach is going to get a call from Louisville. Right. It happens everywhere. The important thing is you, 
you win where you are yep. and you enjoy that as fans. And I will, and, and I know that it's, it's something I've been preaching, like just enjoy this stuff, constantly worrying about, Oh, it, it's proving, it's proving to us how foolish it is to kind of count on these things down the road because things are changing in a minute. Like he, he ain't here forever. He almost left last year. Right. And you know, um, enjoy the ride. I mean, look, I would much rather have the last five years two coaches get poached then be where we were in 2010 JMU football. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'd much rather have the, what we've had this run. There's no way. And and if we continue to have, if we're going to have this kind of success, our coaches are going to continue to get poached. And it is a different program than North Dakota state because we're not in North Dakota. We're in a place where if you've proven you could win at JMU by recruiting in Virginia and North Carolina and Georgia and Florida and Maryland, you're going to have a lot more opportunities. Yep. You know, that's what it comes down to. So, you know, good luck. I think my guess is this might be Mr. Bourne's last big hire. Um, I I don't know. Well, here's the other thing. I don't know if we're wrapping up. Yeah. I I personally am not in favor of, of them giving another huge backup to Brinks truck sort of race. To Houston? To Houston. Okay. I, I think I, I like the guy. I, I wouldn't mind them doing a bump. But the problem is it doesn't change it, anything a year or two years from now. No. Right? It, it, all you're doing is you're just kicking the can down the road. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, he is well paid. I've seen some people say, you know, well. No, I he, think with the uh, bonus we, we got low... he can get up over almost like 700000 or something if they win the national I, championship. I mean, I think you know, if there's a good chance he could end up making more than this year, Charlotte coach or, or thereabouts yeah no i think charlotte is the probably making a significant investment they are right this huge. is the and coach that started their program who's correct. been there for the first four or five years of the program they did not have to pay him a great deal to do that <laughs> but but he is not leaving because jam you went cheap no he is well compensated That's, that is my point yeah and i it's worth it it's great but i don't think jmu needs to start getting into that upper close to a million dollar range for an fcs coach I, I think that's crazy. And I, it's kind of the same way I felt when Kenny Brooks left. When Kenny Brooks got that big offer from Virginia Tech, I was like, good for Kenny Brooks. Mm-hmm. JMU, in my opinion, would have been insane to match that right. in a sport that is not producing revenue. Right. Football's a little different, producing revenue. But so we don't need to be doing this. It, this can't be a habit where every year he floats another job and we just say, oh, here's an extra 150 grand. Well, the weird thing that's, is, I that's don't not really want the guy who would merit that. Like, I don't want Skip Holtz. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't want the guy who merits that, the big name who people think we have to shell out for. You know? No, you want an up and coming. No, I, I want – Who's rising. Right. I want Signetti or Merringer. You know? Yeah. That's exactly what I want. So – You want the next Mike Houston. That's right. That's Somebody exactly who's right. got a track record of success. Yes. And you, you realize in some sense it's a kind of deal with the devil where you're not hiring them to spend the rest of their career here. You're hiring them to win – and to win enough so that they make themselves attractive to other schools. Yep. That is the nature of college sports, whether you're at JMU, whether you're at App State, whether you're at North Carolina. Uh, until you get to those schools you mentioned, the Notre Dames, Alabamas, you know, uh, Michigans of the world, that's the way the game works. That is. Um, Matt Brown so, didn't make his – I mean, he didn't get famous at North Carolina. He got famous at Texas. Yeah. Right. I mean, Steve Spurrier coached at Duke and then went up. It's right, like, right. and it's like, oh, Duke's in the ACC. Yeah. Well, he won ball games there, and then he was gone first opportunity. That's right. You know, it it happens at every level. Mm-hmm. And I know people are going to say we're being apologists and oh, you're making excuses. We're not. We're just. It's realistic. It's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather have it happen again than four years from now, five years from now, being like, oh, man, you know what? We should fire this coach who's winning six, seven ball games a year. That's exactly – I'd much rather continue to have coaches get poached because I know that means for me lots of We're fun winning. trips, lots of wins, maybe another trip or two to Frisco. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, Like uh, Chris Ward proposed like a fun hypothetical to us on Twitter. And right. I think he said like you've got two choices today. Like Houston – we guarantee Houston's leaving, but we win the national championship – or he stays for three years, but we don't win the national championship. But who knows we do in out years. You give me that guaranteed national championship this year. Sign me up. You're, sign me up. Thanks, coach. Don't let hit the door, hit you on the way out, and leave. I got my tickets all ready to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's whatever. Flags fly forever sort of thing. So, I mean, this is veering into like the Steven Strasburg. <laughs> argument, As you can tell, the last 10 minutes, we are just uh, not willing to 
let this topic die because Rob no, and I no, together, no. just the two of us, have plenty more conversations to come about this over the next four or five days or maybe the next, hopefully even more, the next four or five weeks. So, yeah, yeah we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. My boss used to be the general counsel at Northern Illinois, and he brought up to me today that their coach left when they made the Orange Bowl. And mm -hmm. they asked him not to coach the bowl game. And he went and sat in the stand. I mean, he went as a fan and sat in the stands to support the team, but he was asked not to coach. You know, this is a team that made the Orange Bowl. And of course he took a better job, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. So that's what happens. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope we don't say it. I, I, part of me does think that there's that Hail Mary opportunity where he is sure. such an honest guy that he felt he had to say it. And he is just livid. Somebody at Charlotte gave him his word. We won't let this out. Think it over. And they're pressuring him and he comes back. Right. But maybe that leads him to say, screw big football. I'm not into it. I think more likelihood that just means another school will get him. But yeah, it, there, there's always a chance. Yeah. The one thing I will have my eye trained on the next few weeks, Rob, is the James Madison Board of Visitors, the James, the president of James Madison, President Alger, uh, Vice President King, the whole crew. Right. That's I do want to see them. I do want to see them in action. I want to see them moving towards a resolution in the event Houston is let go. Um, I have lost. Mo I, I think I at this point am a believer in Bourne as the athletic director. Um, I would like to see the rest of that group engaged, involved, and less naive than dumbasses like you and I, right? Yeah. About this kind of thing. So. Yeah, I mean, this can't. The, the guy was honest with him last year and said, hey, I got another offer from, what was it, Georgia, Georgia Southern or something. Yeah. So they, if this surprised anybody up there, yeah. oh boy, yeah. then, then we're in trouble. Yeah. Then erase everything I said so far mm -hmm. and put me in the, the sky is falling, world is burning camp. You got it. Yeah. Well, I think we've managed to uh, take up an hour of at least our own time. I'm sure there's nobody left listening at this point. No, not at all. <laughs> but at all. Rob, I'm glad to finally talk this through with you after a uh, a difficult afternoon, or at least a, I, I was like in a meeting this afternoon and just like, what? No, what? I can't do anything about I, this. Like, yeah, I, I can't even talk about my, this right now. <laughs> yeah. I found out on my way to interview a guy, oh. and I was like, oh man, poor I dude. Just, yeah, poor dude. I was like, I, I got to focus. <laughs> turn the phone off, let it go, and just try to give this dude a fair shot. <laughs> thankfully, he wasn't a Charlotte grad. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm actually... So I, would, I would have ended it right there. I will, I, I will say I'm going to Chapel Hill tomorrow uh, for work to convene with all of the other attorneys in the UNC system. And I, I, I will be running into my... Actually, Charlotte is the group of uh, my coworkers that are, I'm, I'm probably the closest to. They're kind of friends and colleagues. Uh, I, I will not be putting questions to them, but I will be leaving dead fish in their car. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, anyways, Rob, I will talk to you on Monday. Hopefully we will be looking forward to, I mean, look, hopefully we have Coach Houston and we're looking forward to a home game against Montana State. But in the real world, hopefully whoever is our coach, we are looking forward to a game in Fargo. So... Yeah, let's just not. Uh, this is a good one to beat let's not lose sight of the fact that beat Colgate. There's a lot of fans. We don't want to miss out. I mean, you only get so many of these playoff games. Um, there's also, geez, like Jimmy's what he's got a he's on our personal Mount Rushmore. Jamie Athlete. Yeah, so we're in the last game of Jimmy. Get, like, let's not miss the last game. Potential, or, or, whatever that game comes. Potential. Yeah, yeah. you don't you don't want to regret it. Um, no. And these guys deserve our support. Yeah, you know, I mean, they get a lot out of it. They're having fun. But heck, this is this has got to be harder for them right now than it is for us. People got to rally around them and uh, have some fun. You know, that's Great. what sports are for. Kind of take take the edge off. It'll be a little tougher in this situation. If you're going to the game, look on the sideline and the thing you're trying to distract yourself from being at the center. <laughs> but yeah. but uh, the players on the field still deserve our support, and they're still going to to treat us to a good game and hopefully a big win on Saturday up in Hamilton. That's right. Everybody going to the game. You're supporting the players more than you're supporting the coaches at all times. So enjoy the hell out of it. Everybody else. Uh, wherever you are, find a watch party, go to it. Um, sh special shout out while I have a platform, Greensboro Dukes. We will be at Gray's Tavern downtown. Uh, it did confirm with them tonight that we can run a HDMI cable to one of the big TVs. So, um, oh, nice. Yeah. So Greensboro Dukes at Gray's Tavern. Uh, we'll see what happens where, uh, where we all end up. But Rob, 
I will talk to you on Monday. Yep. Have a good one. Good Dukes. you lend your lungs to me mine are collapsing plant my feet and bitterly breathe up the time that's past breath i'll take and breath i'll give pray the day's not poised stand among the ones that live in lonely indecision fingers walk the darkness down mine's on the midnight gather up the gold you found you fool it's only moonlight and if you stop to take it home your hands will turn to butter better leave this dream alone try to find another salvation sat and crossed yourself and called the devil partner wisdom burned upon a shelf who'll kill the raging Answer. Seal the river at its mouth, take the water prisoner, fill the sky with screams and cries, bathe in fiery answer.